how you were a little bit appalled when I suggested, you know, back during our last podcast, how it probably would have been better if um, Kevin Smith had died from that heart attack rather than, you know, taint his legacy like he's doing. And it was kind of a controversial hot take, I guess you could say, but that was before Master of the Universe's revelations came out. (laughs) It's gotten all kinds of great reviews from what I've heard. So um, I want to tell everybody before we get this even started, I'm not going to touch on Masters of the Universe first off, but welcome to your favorite band sucks, except with movies, the podcast for just this one episode, maybe more if you guys like this, but I've been wanting to dig into him for a while. So everybody's mad at, at Kevin Smith lately because they're like, oh, he's getting so preachy. He's getting so preachy. Kevin Smith has always been preachy. From his very first film, he put in an anti-cigarette ad to tell everybody, please don't smoke, please don't smoke, and then ended up getting addicted to cigarettes himself. How stupid is he that he got addicted to cigarettes from not even inhaling? You're an idiot, Kevin Smith. Shut up. Mall <laughs> Rats is an overrated movie. It's not even that good. It's got like a couple funny parts. But overall, it's like this movie sucks ass. His best movie, his best movie is Jersey Girl because it's the movie that seems to have the most heart and actually tells a logical story without having to divulge into penis jokes and stupid stoner pranks. Fuck you, Kevin Smith. (laughs) Now tell us how you really feel. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back has always sucked. I have always hated that movie. From the minute I saw it, I'm like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Um, Dogma, for some reason, I, I don't even know why. I have a friend, and he believes that the movie is called Dog Dicka. I don't know why. I don't even know if the, how that's relevant, but... Yes, I have a friend who was convinced and tried to tell me to movie watch a movie called Dog Dick because that's apparently what he thought of this movie. It kind of begs the question too. Um, when you when talking about Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Glad went after him because they felt that a, there was way too many homophobic jokes in that movie, and this is coming after the same guy who made. Chasing Amy, which was a very pro LGBTQWS, you know, um, <clears throat> film. How do you go from from being you know cool with it, then all of a sudden like you're you're just you know making jokes at their expense left and right throughout the film? I mean, <laughs> it's evolving just backwards. I and I I don't even understand the appeal people find in Chasing Amy. People think like Chasing Amy is one of his best films, but I literally remember absolutely nothing about it at all. And the only if, thing What's up? I was going to say the only thing I remember about Chasing Amy is I saw it once. It was like New Year's Eve. 1997, 1998, no, 1997, 1997, and that's it. I don't remember it, I, and I wasn't drinking. I, I wasn't, like, stoned or anything like that. It was not memorable at all to me. It I didn't, wasn't that funny. It wasn't that, I didn't think it was that well written. It was just, 
Okay, is the ball dropped yet? I'd rather watch the New Year's Eve special, which sucks because usually the music's terrible. And I'm just, I was just so bored out of my mind that I'd rather watch that. <laughs> All I remember about chasing Amy, and I might only remember this because I recently subjugated myself to the horrendous Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which, by the way, I want to get, I want to get off on a, on a little bit of a topic before I go back to chasing Amy or a bit of a tangent. Um, so within the view askew universe, there is a movie called clerks and the movie clerks is about the, is, is the movie clerks, which I want you to think about that. Okay. I mean, as I'm sure people here know, I've made movies and I'm making my own universe. That is me making a through the devil's eyes movie within the same universe that through the devil's eyes exists. I want you to really think about that. And then I put myself in that universe as a great director that people love. I'm sorry. It's just, dude, stop jerking yourself off. You're not that good. Your dialogue is shitty. You're basically, I I'm going to say, you know what? He's basically Adam Sandler at this point. He only puts these friends in, in crappy movies that he comes up with, and he comes up with them in a stoned haze. Speaking of him being stoned all the time, he only started smoking marijuana recently, hmm. and, and then now he's like this, you know, oh, man, guys, I'm such a pothead. Whoa. Do you know what Kevin Smith is? Kevin Smith is that kid you went to high school with who only got into things because that's what he thought that, that was cool. Kevin Smith is a friggin' loser who only gets into things because he thinks he's, they're cool, and he's 50 friggin' years old. <laughs> he's, a, he's a poser. He's a 50-year-old poser. That's what he is. <laughs> Like, you know, he probably had he probably had some friends that he went over and played D and D with, and was like, "Oh, these guys are cool. These guys are the only ones who accept me in the whole school." <laughs> <laughs> um, but back on the topic of chasing Amy, I think I only remember this part because I watched the the horrendous Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which was they call the girl finger cuffs because. In high school, she let a guy fuck her while she sucked another dude off. And so they call her finger cuffs. I, I think I remember that part. But like I said, that you know, the last time I saw it was over 20 years ago. And I haven't cared to see it since. <laughs> it just did not resonate with me at all. And I mean, I never really understood the allure about him. Um I remember, like, the first time I saw Clerks, I thought, you know, it was pretty funny in parts, but I just didn't get why this thing was such a runaway hit other than it was an indie film and that it was supposedly self-funded. And, you know, I'm like, oh, that that's great. You know, he got international acclaim. But, you know, if anything, in, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that I said that it probably would have been better if he, you know, died of that heart attack. To protect his legacy, it probably would have been better for him if he was just that one note, one hit wonder type of, of thing only with movies. You know, Clark's was it, and then just kind of faded into obscurity, but yet Matt Damon decided to take an interest in him and start giving him more money. And or was it was it or was it Ben Affleck who took an interest in him? 
I'm pretty sure it was Ben Affleck now that I think of it because he's been in just about every one of his films after that. Kevin Smith has stated um, that he had no idea Harvey Weinstein was doing what he was doing. And I, I can't even fathom how stupid you have to be to believe that your audience would actually believe a statement that, that just, oh, that idiotic. Like yeah. you knew what was going on, Kevin Smith. You were probably there jacking off. I mean, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like everyone in Hollywood knew what he was doing, but everyone was keeping quiet about it because he had a lot of power. I mean, even uh, was it uh, Seth? Um, was it Seth MacFarlane, the, the creator of Family Guy? That's that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, he made that wisecrack during, uh, what was it, the Golden Globes or the Oscars, where he said, you know, you actresses, you no longer have to pretend that you find Harvey Weinstein attractive, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, you know, he was just kind of like, you know, even he knew what was going on, but everyone else shut their mouth. And yet Kevin Smith just does not have the honor to say, yeah, I knew what was going on. I kept my mouth shut. I'm ashamed of that. He's like, oh, no, I, you know, I had no idea what was going on. Ugh. Who are you trying to fool? I mean, really. Kevin Smith, I want you to know that even Frankenstein's monster himself, Quentin Tarantino, he even admitted he knew what was going on, but he didn't say anything because he didn't want to Troy Duffy his career. I wanted to talk about Clerks 2. And I sent this clip to you, and it, it annoys me so much every time I watch this movie. You talk a lot about Clerks 2, and you're like, oh, yeah, Clerks 2, you know, it's it's okay. And I go, every time I watch, I watch that movie, I always see the part where they play 1979 or 1979, or whatever you want to call it, by uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And his wife is visibly dancing to the song that she's not supposed to be hearing. <laughs> you know, it's funny because... Until you sent me that clip, I never made that connection when seeing Clerks 2. And I, it's probably one of the few Kevin Smith's films that I've watched more than three times. But <laughs> um, I, I, I do find, you know, I, I'd probably say it's probably one of his more humorous films, but I, it never occurred to me until you pointed that out. That, like, she's not supposed to be able to hear that. Uh, it it angers me so much and i don't know why like seriously i if it was me first off i wouldn't have had the song playing at all in when we're shooting it but she's visibly dancing to the song and i'm just like what gave you the idea that this was that this was a good take that this was the take to put in your movie <laughs> <laughs> Just there's 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 a few things about that film that are so odd about it. I, I can't remember who it was. One of the members of uh, either the cast or the crew mentioned how that they couldn't believe that they got Rosario Dawson in the film, and I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because she was doing a lot more serious work in films before. I don't know if she was just trying to show her comedic chops because um, you look at her her resume up to that point, it was usually like you know serious stuff or controversial stuff like, you know, kids. Then um, he had Alexander and um, of course um, was it Sin City was, I think came out that same year as Clerks 2, if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong about that. Um, but it's just like, you know, I'm not saying she seemed miscast or anything like that, but it's like, you know, so, <laughs> a good quality actress like her being in that film just, 
it still seems kind of kind of odd to me. I mean, maybe I'm just talking shooting from the hip here, but what's what's going what's going on with Jeff Anderson? Because Jeff Anderson does not appear in the uh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. He may or may not be appearing in Clerks Three, which has at the time of this recording has started principal photography for God knows what reason. Um, and you know what? I don't even know why he's making a Clerks Three, especially considering the fact that um, he's already done the female reboot of Clerks and called it Yoga Hosers. Uh, um, he, he also came up with uh, um, in one of his high, you know, one of his weed induced stupors, came up with a fantastic idea. He goes, Oh, yeah, have you seen the movie Human Centipede? What if we did that except the guy turns into a walrus and we have Johnny Depp and old man makeup? You know, that's a fantastic idea. <sighs> I still don't understand how Tusk got such critical acclaim for it. It, it just, I don't know if it was just because like, oh, you know, it's, it's you know, body horror and stuff like that. I mean, that, that, that's been around since, well, it's before David Cronenberg, first of all. And, and like you said, it's just like a human centipede knockoff, only they just turn them into a walrus. Yeah. And I, I think the same thing can be said about Red State because um, it's like, you know, yeah, first you choose a soft target like the Westboro Baptist Church, which essentially that, that cult was organized or supposed to be a parody of. I mean, everybody hates them. I think I'm pretty sure that their members hate themselves. So, um, okay, so we're going to make a film where they're getting shooting. Well, let me put it to you this way. That scene in, what was it, The Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah. Did a far better job of that than that whole entire film did. That's And, and I think that was just like, what, a 10-minute scene maybe at most? <laughs> As I said earlier, I think Jersey Girl is the best movie he's made. And the reason I think that is because he does, he doesn't make the same dick fart and poop jokes that he makes in every other movie. It's like the guy has like only a set, you know, standard of the kind of jokes he can make like, Oh, well, uh, poo dick fart jokes. Here we go. Yeah. He seems to be stuck in like the, the middle school, middle school humor, um, type of mindset with a lot of his humor, with a lot of the jokes in his films. And, that just grows old so fast. Like you made the comparison to Adam Sandler earlier. I mean, that's one of the reasons why a lot of Adam Sandler's films posts, you know, 2000 have done so poorly. I mean, yeah. you grow out of it. It's, it's just not funny anymore. And uh, with Jersey Girl, you're right. Cause he actually tried, you know, to break away from that. He actually, and I think he made a, a better effort as a director compared to some of his previous and in, in current stuff. Um, I, I mean, it's not something like something went wrong. Something actually went right here, but yet he broke away from it. I guess maybe because it was criticized and the view askew fanboys didn't like it because Jane Silent Bob weren't in it. Because unfortunately, Jason Mewes I think was serving time and wasn't available. Um, and and not to not to say anything negative about Jason Mewes, I, I think he's a good guy, good actor um, for the most part. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the fact that he he underutilizes Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes is is a good actor and he has a lot of potential. And I feel like Kevin Smith just kind of goes, okay, you know, he Michael Lakota Dillon's him. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, I swear he was the only thing that made Zach and Miri watchable because he was a totally different character. He wasn't playing Jay in that. And that, you know, his character kind of, to me, is, I mean, I, I don't find Seth Rogen funny. He's in that. I, I never really, I mean, I saw Pineapple Express. It's like, a, yeah, it's a stoner comedy. It's kind of funny. I mean, This is the End was just, ugh. <laughs> it was just complete immature joke after immature joke. Well, Seth Rogen's only good in one movie, one movie only, and that movie is called Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> My digress. I know we're getting off subject here, but like to me, Muse's character in, in Zack and Mary was probably the only like thing that, that, that made it enjoyable. Um, I will disagree with you to an extent on that. Um, oh crap! What is it? What is his name? Um, is it Craig Robinson? Is that his name? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought him and Jason Mewes made, actually made the movie worth watching. Um, Jeff, Jeff Anderson, I I liked in it. I thought he did an okay job. I was kind of disappointed that you know. Um, I'm I'm more disappointed that I haven't seen Jeff in any of Kevin's movies since then. Um, I think Jeff has a lot of potential, but anyway, we're not. Yeah, I don't know what what happened with those two. Apparently, they started shooting Clerks three before, and then Jeff said, "Yeah, I'm not doing this," and he left. And so then they made the Jay and Silent Bob reboot instead. It's really hard to tell because it seems like Jeff Anderson is tries to keep his private life, you know, private. Right. He doesn't strike me as like this, you know, big Hollywood ego type because, I mean, he's been there since, you know, the first Clerks film. Um, right. And, I, you know, whatever happened between him and Smith, he's probably not going to talk about it. I don't think Smith will because I don't think he would want to burn him because he's, he's going to need him for Clerks 3. You know, he's probably going to have to, you know, get down on his knees and beg him to come back. But it, it definitely raises a lot of questions as to what happened between them. What if, if, it, if it was something, some rift that developed between them or if it was something like, you know, he doesn't want to act anymore or, you know, wanted to retire or whatever the case is. Um, it's definitely, you know, raises a lot of, you know, interest in it. Well, it was really interesting to me. Is like I mentioned within the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they he did not even appear in it. He, he just he wasn't he wasn't like there's a part where, like I said, I think it's stupid that the Clerks movie is a movie within their universe. But they wander into a Comic Con convention room and it's the cast of Clerks that's in there, but Jeff isn't there. Hmm. I even checked on IMDb and he wasn't in that movie. Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't even seen that one yet. So that's oh, the, you are yeah, not it, missing anything. Like I said, the movie ends with the the movie ends with a Pearl Jam song. You are uh, definitely not missing no. anything. <laughs> <laughs> that just sums up the whole film, I think. Well, <laughs> seriously, can't single damn thing he says. <laughs> To, to make things worse, not only does he end it on a Pearl Jam song, he ends it on the most obvious of Pearl Jam songs, Daughter. Uh, 
At least it's not new material. <laughs> and I don't like. I want to. I, I want to make. I want to make sure everybody understands this. I don't want to rip on on uh, his daughter, who's on who had the unfortunate, you know, uh, luck of being named after a comic book character. I, I just want to dig into Kevin and his terrible movies. Um, okay, so we've talked about Clerks. We've talked about Mallrats. Mallrats is honestly, I don't. Okay, I want to say this about Mallrats. He gets Michael Rooker. He gets Henry, portrait of a serial killer, Michael Rooker, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do anything with him. He doesn't do anything great with him. He just gives him a freaking shitty pretzel, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely seemed miscast because, I mean, he's actually one of my, I wouldn't say one of my favorite actors, but, I mean, a lot of the films I've seen him in, he he, he brings just such a presence to it. Um, yeah, he just did not seem right in that role. I mean, as a, was he like supposed to be some sort of like big shot executive or something like that? And I, I'm not saying he's been typecast, but he always seems to be more of the blue collar type characters. Um, yeah, that, that just didn't, <laughs> I mean, talk about underuse. And, um, there is another thing I remember about chasing Amy. And it's that he cast Jason Lee as the same character Jason Lee plays in Mallrats, but under a different name. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now because I remember at the end of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, or, or during Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but what was it? Which one was he? Brody? No, he was. Um, shit, can't remember. <laughs> he's, he's Brody. And then he, there's a there's another guy that he is, and I I honestly when he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> that's that's what I mean. That's what I was trying to get to. I just couldn't think of his name because I'm like, <laughs> you keep recycling characters. I mean, he kind of did this. He does, he's done the same thing with Affleck, but um, well, at least with Affleck, he gives Affleck like different personalities in different movies. Yeah, he not he doesn't. He, Jason Lee is not fortunate enough to get that. <laughs> no wonder he took on Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> well, I mean, the money from My Name Is Earl is going to dry up sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we've touched on Mall Rats. We've touched on chasing Amy. Should we really talk about Dogma? I mean, I feel like there's like because everybody's gonna say, "Oh, well, you guys are just mad about Catholics." It's like, what do I, why would I be mad about the Catholic stuff? I have no concern about that. Um, I, I, the Landis Morissette being God is kind of you know, it kind of dates the movie for me. <laughs> it does. I mean, because th- that was right around the time she was. I guess you could say she was peaking uh, popularity wise, and I mean. <laughs> I don't even remember a blip of, of, of about the controversy. Only the stuff that Kevin Smith himself brought up during the, the, the like the publicity for us, like, you know, cause we got uh what the hell is his name? Pat Donahue of the Catholic league. He was raising a big stink about the film because he felt it was you know, blasphemous or blah, 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 blah. And like, I barely heard anything else from anyone about that other than Kevin Smith. Cause he was just, I think trying to use it as hype or something like that. And I never even heard of that guy before. The only other time I ever heard of him was when he criticized South Park and South Park made fun of him for it. And 
So that, that supposed controversy, and, and this is coming from someone who was raised Catholic, mind you, and was still and still is somewhat of a practicing Catholic. I mean, I'm kind of a lay Catholic, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really hear anything like from anyone else, like don't watch this film or anything like that or anything like that. Like when, you know, uh, was it um, The Last Temptation of Christ came out? I was kind of young when that did, but I remember it being condemned. But this this was nowhere near that. People were just like, oh, well, whatever, who cares? But all except for Kevin Smith, because he was the one that was trying to use that to generate interest in it or something like that. And it's just like, it's a work of fiction. No, no one's mad or upset about it or anything like that. I mean, some people were, were upset about the Da Vinci Code or at least the source material behind it, but that, that was years later. The only person who was who was trying to do that was was Kevin Smith himself. He was the one trying to build use it. I think he was using it perfectly to, to, to build hype. Is what I think. So that's that's the end of my rant. <laughs> so I, I wanted to touch on this. Uh, this isn't like anything real major. However, the first time I saw Dogma, I had, I saw it on Comedy Central, and then I rented it a few years later. Um, because I you know knowing Comedy Central, I knew it was cut up. However, Comedy Central actually completely cuts the Golgotha scene, <laughs> which I think is interesting considering the fact that Kevin Smith made a, a poop joke that just offended the hell out of Comedy Central that they refused to air it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even then, he still didn't realize that he you know, had just gone to the well too many times. And and this isn't and I want to remind you, this isn't the same channel that airs an episode of South Park where Randy is measuring his poop. The whole episode is about is about Bono being a giant turd and Randy measuring his turds. I'm never number two. <laughs> and so Kevin Smith somehow offended the censors at Comedy Central to the point they said no. We're cutting this scene, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Kevin Smith cast Selma Hayek as a stripper after Quentin Tarantino did, or uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. And the scene is way less memorable than the one in From Dusk Till Dawn. <laughs> Yeah, even if you cut out the weird Tarantino foot stuff in that scene, it's still more memorable than than the scene in Dogma. Now we've touched on Dogma. Um, we, I, I believe, I feel we've we've adequately uh, torn apart Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Um, if we haven't, I just want to say this: the whole reason Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back is because of a stupid joke that Kevin made back in Mallrats. <laughs> because I guess he wanted to use a Weezer song because, you know, uh, the funny thing is, is I realize that Kevin Smith likes a lot of bands on your favorite band sucks. <laughs> it definitely fits with that poser theory because a lot of those bands he includes are like, you know, known established bands. I'm not saying that he had to go to like indie bands or anything like that, but it's almost like he was you know, trying to roll safe on everything or that he just wanted to be part of, you know, the, the cool kids or the scene, the normie music, whatever you want to call it. 
Well, on that topic, and I just I thought of this just now. Um, this is an interesting fact. So um, Jason Mewes uh, and Jeff Anderson during Clerks Two, there's a part where they start singing, you know, "Let me help you out of your chair, Grandma," and then Jason Mewes pops in and sings the rest of the song. Yeah. And Jeff Anderson starts singing a completely different King Diamond song, but Jason Mewes already knows the words to that song as well. And I kind of wonder if Kevin only put King Diamond in Clerks 2 as some sort of favor to Jason. That could very well be, because it, it it's definitely not his, I, at least from what we've established of, of, of from his previous films and the bands that he's included on the soundtrack, it definitely seems like an outlier. And... Um, <clears throat> Who is it? Uh, you know, starting off with "Welcome Home" off of them, and then going into uh, it was the same album, but I can't remember what track it was not off of it. Um, it definitely sticks out, and given that you know, getting back to the Todd and the Book of Pure Evil and all that, it definitely seems like that would be more of something Muse would know and be interested yeah. in. Yeah, well, uh, I, I believe it is established uh, established canon <laughs> uh, that Jason Mewes is a huge, huge fan of just heavy metal in general, which is why he was willing to do a show like Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. <laughs> and again, I, I think Muse does a fantastic job on that show, and I feel that he gets completely underutilized with um, Kevin Smith movies. And... um. I, I don't know, I guess, um, so we've talked about Jersey Girl being his best movie. We've talked about um, how Zack and Muri is basically him returning to the well uh, after churning out, what, like two? Was it two box office failures, I believe? Where he turned out Jersey Girl, which was a box office flop, and he turned out, turned out um, was Cop Out before or after Zack and Muri? Oh, yeah, I don't know, because I... I barely remember Cop Out. Because I remember it came out around the same time as, uh, what was that other cop film? Oh. The Other Guys? The Other Guys. And I always confuse the two of them as a result. Um, I want to look this up real quick. Um, I think it was after Zack and Mary, but I could be wrong. Cop Out came out in 2010. And I believe Zack and Mary came out in 2008. Yep, 2008. So he so basically after failing with Jer- Jersey Girl, he immediately turned around and re- went back to the well with Zach and Muri, which has a bunch of poop and fart jokes in it. Mm. A bunch of gay jokes um, with yeah. uh, Justin Long pretending to be a gay man. Which, by the way, is completely cringy. That entire... like I, I watched that movie recently on Tubi. And it was really, it was extremely cringy just watching the things Justin Long says. I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is, you know, this is the advocate of, you know, the LGBTQ plus IA whatever community. Um, you know, that this is your, this is your advocate, you guys. This is the guy who's advocating for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's probably like, 
I mean, going back to the whole the chasing Amy, I think he might have been just kowtowing to them at that point. Because everything after that, he's, you know, always snuck in like some sort of homophobic joke or something like that. I'm not trying to sound like an SJW here, but the character definitely was like a a walking stereotype. The reason I'm using these these phrases and these terms is because Kevin is very big on these phrases and these terms. I'll be honest from what I remember about chasing Amy, I don't even know how it was a pro lesbian movie because from, if I remember correctly, it's basically Ben Affleck turning her straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I, that is something that, that that did jog my memory now. Ooh. Yeah. That's. Hmm. <laughs> That's kind of controversial. I can save her. <laughs> I can bang. I can bang the day out. <laughs> I can get her to jump back over the fence. <laughs> and and by the way, within canon, him and Amy have a child together in Kevin Smith's canon. Hmm. And they didn't do it via frozen pop and turkey baster. I don't. I don't remember. I. I was like kind. Of, like I said. I like the, the, that is like the the only heartfelt part of that movie is Ben Affleck talking about like what it's like to be a father, and then it goes right back and you know, the, the whole movie is just stupid, and it's just like. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to touch on this real quick. Uh, this is completely irrelevant to his movies. But why the hell is Kevin always wearing a New Jersey Devils jersey? You know, I never understood that. He's he just seems to have some sort of affinity for for not just the Je- the Devils, but just you know hockey jerseys in general. I mean, maybe back when he was still portly, like maybe he was just because they're, they're they're baggy. You're supposed to. I used to play hockey, so you have you know shoulder pads, elbow pads uh, that you wear, and you wear the jersey over it. Um, maybe I, I thought like, you know, when he was heavier, that it was his way of just kind of like, you know, like wearing a muumuu or something like that <laughs> to, to kind of hide the rolls. Um, yeah, I, I, I never really understood that. I mean, other than like the, if I remember, well, of course there was the, the rooftop hockey scene in Clerks and there was also the, um, what was it? I think in Zach and Mary, there was something about skating or hockey involved in that. If I remember correctly, like in a, um, so it's something about them going to a Penguins game at one point. Um, I, I don't quite remember. It's been a few years since I've seen it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's actually like been in attendance, like, you know, how when, well, like, you know, Spike Lee being at a New York Knicks game or, um, you know, Jack Nicholson um, being at, uh, you know, the LA Lakers games or something like that. If he's actually been in attendance, you know, ringside or something like that at the Devils game. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I probably ask one of my, 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 one of my brothers is a huge Devils fan. I could probably ask him, but um, I, I don't even know like how much of a diehard hockey fan he is. Cause he, he seems to be more interested in, in comic books, if anything, uh, and in well, film, but um, that, that kind of brings me into something else. Um, what's his name? Um, dang it. I can't think of his name, but um one of the guys that was on his, his show, Comic Book Ben, I know we're kind of getting a little bit off topic here, um, did the artwork for one of the Batman books that he had written. 
And I don't know if we're just ex- exclusively talking to film, we're talking about film or anything like that, but it ended up being one of the worst received uh, Batman books in in years. And I cannot remember the name of it, but I just, or the name of the, the guy that did the artwork. But the friends of mine were actually going to go to the, the Jane Silent Bob's uh, Secret Stash comic book store and <laughs> force them to um, basically... Um, <clears throat> get an estimated worth for the comic books that they had uh, of those comic books, just to kind of like, you know, razz him a bit. They never did though, unfortunately, because that, that show is now over. Uh, I wanted to stick mainly to film and maybe, right. and maybe poke some fun at Kevin himself. I, and, and I didn't want to be like Razor Fist who, you know, goes and, you know, just rips on Kevin about his weight. Cause that's, that's low hanging fruit. And, you know, there are so many more things about Kevin Smith that, you know, make him a, 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 a lol cow than, <laughs> than just, you know, than, oh, he, he no longer fat man. And <laughs> he was on a show called fat man on Batman. <laughs> no, that's low hanging fruit. Uh, but okay, what what, we, we could cut that part out then. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it in. Uh, but the thing is, is I, what I wanted to, uh, the reason I brought up about uh, the Jersey, the Jersey, is because I don't know if you know this, the Jersey Devils are not even from Jersey initially. Yeah, that that could be. I know the franchises have moved around a bit. They are from Colorado. Ah. And I believe before that they were like from someplace in California. Or no, they were I'm trying to remember where they were. They were somewhere else. I I don't feel like looking it up, but they, but so they're not even really a, a Jersey team. Meanwhile, you know, like I, the reason I like, you know, the Penguins is because, you know, I consider the Penguins like an underdog team because there was a time that they almost went bankrupt. And, you know, uh, because of, you know, Lemieux coming in, they actually were able to, you know, make money. And it's like, cool. That's, that's a cool, that's a cool story. You can, you can tell people and you can talk about. Um, the, the Penguins have gone on to win, I believe it's for, uh, Stanley Cups, it could be five, but um, they and they were again in the in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs this year. Um, so I, that's why I like the Penguins. But you know, and even though I'm not from Pittsburgh, and I know a bunch of uh, who is it? Uh, the Flyers. The Flyers are are they, they'd probably hate me, but it's a uh, Flyers fans will probably hate me, but it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, that that but that is a good point though, because I I honestly have never seen him wear any other like any any other style hockey jersey. I always assumed he was a fan, but I mean, <laughs> he could just be like a farewell fan, like kind of implied to be. Again, like I said, you think he you know with his kind of money and all that, he'd be more of their home games or whatever, and they they'd focus on him. But eh, no. hmm. but yeah, I I heard an interview where he mentioned the fact that he only, like, uh, this was an interview I heard back in 2014, 15, um, but he mentioned that he only just started smoking weed. But now that's all he talks about. So basically, he's become Joe Rogan. (laughs) A dude, and I don't know how much you know about Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan actually used to be, like, totally anti-weed until he smoked it. It was like, oh, yeah, now I love weed. (laughs) No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's not bring poor Joe Rogan into this and, and, and bring him down to the level of Kevin Smith. You're, you're kind of insulting him there. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Joe Rogan talked to Kevin Smith, okay? So they are, it is guilt by association. I listened to, to the Joe Rogan podcast with Kevin Smith, and it was the cringiest thing I've ever listened to, especially since um, uh, Kevin Smith brings up uh, Danzig's band Sawin and calls him Sam Hain, and then he doesn't even know that Danzig's in the band. <laughs> yep, he's got normie tastes in music. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, and I'm like, "Come on!" And I'm like, "Come on, dude! It's a freaking Danzig band." It's like, I and I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Sawin wasn't even around that long. No, I think they were only around for like just a couple years in between the Misfits disbanding. Well, him leaving the Misfits because they eventually reformed, um, and um, well, in the he- Danzig project. Yeah, as a matter of fact, like uh, some of the early demos um, that um, that were part of the first Danzig album were originally recorded with that band. He like, right, like just, Twister Kane. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a demo of that played by them. Um, it's it, it's like a really rough edit compared to the album version on Danzig One. It was Danzig One, right? It's the first album. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember hearing that one time on Sirius XM on the, one of the metal stations there. Um, getting off sub- subject here, but yeah, they they that band was not that you know not around all that long. Although he has revived it a couple of times, <laughs> but, mm. but yeah, that but that's he was talking to Joe Rogan and he mentioned something about like he's like yeah Sam Hain you know that's a that's a that's a metal band that are, that that exists. There's a metal band called Sam Hain. And I said, okay, first off, Danzig has explicitly said that he wants the band called Sawin. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, you know, I'll be cool. And I'll call it that. Um, but like I said, I was like, you're not even going to mention that Danzig's in the band. Come on. It's friggin' Danzig. It's not even like, you know, Danzig's not even like a, you know, a figure that's like, you know, kind of obscure. Everybody knows Danzig. I worked with a guy, uh, he worked on Skid Row's Slave to the Grind. He knew Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's a poser. <laughs> so, um, basically, I guess, um, I, I think we've kind of covered all the bases. Oh, I wanted to talk about Cop Out a little bit. Um, the only thing I know about Cop Out, other than that it stars Tracy Morgan, is that it has given Kevin Smith several opportunities to just go up on stage and publicly bitch about Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh. Ultimately, what I wanted to say is that if Kevin Smith movies are your favorite movies, then your favorite movies suck. <laughs>